0: Tabletop Tim here, reminding you all that actions have consequences. Naming no names, dear Daniel. Things will happen, bad things, if you steal from my haberdashery. Yes, that's right. It was my haberdashery that he stole from, and that is why I'm like this. Anyway... Thanks to our patrons, Hedwig Carlo and the Socialist Hobgoblin. You're in my good book,
1: for now.
2: Hello and welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast which is definitely bad. I'm Pencil.
0: I'm Paper. Today's Probably Bad RPG idea is superhero game where you all play the love interests. The average session consists of being kidnapped and rolling to struggle until the heroes show up.
2: I think you need to go full like Silver Age comic. Because the love interest in Doe's got completely arbitrary powers every like other other issue. Oh no, now Lois Lane's a giant turtle.
0: See, this is the, this is the sort of thing I was thinking. Or like... You know, something's happened to Iron Man mm. and then his girlfriend, whose name I don't remember, it's a long time since I've watched uh, the Pepper
2: I feel yeah, vaguely embarrassed. That, that I remember that off named, the top of my head.
0: That ridiculously named woman, um, you know, steals an Iron Man suit and goes to save the mm. day along with her book club.
2: That ridiculously named woman can be the name of the RPG. Um, <laughs> Like, the thing is, like, so most superhero girlfriends have, like, you know, held the superheroic mantle at least once. I know Pepper Potts has. I know, I think Jane Foster is Ford's girlfriend has. So, you know, you could, you could just basically do the, oh, no, the superheroes are down. It's time for the love interests to get superpowers again. They can just sit around and wait until it happens and then they can go in and save the day.
0: See, I I don't know a lot about comic books or that whole genre, really, these days. I feel like I should have picked a different idea because what you're saying is that this exists. Um, Yes. What I'm
2: saying is that, um, basically, if you're in a superhero comic, you will get superpowers. That's just going to happen at some point. And, like, if you're not the main guy, your powers will go away after an episode or an issue. But you're going to get powers eventually. I think the other alternative is you have your superhero world.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, But you're not, like, focused on the whole, oh, no, Doctor Doom is trying to steal the ocean. You're focused on, like, you know, reporting and investigating and so forth. Like, it's a detective noir thing and it's set in a superhero world. Like, you suggesting
0: some sort of detective comic?
2: (laughs) I am indeed suggesting a detective comic.
0: It'll never catch on.
2: Hmm. Need a marvel to, like, pull this off. But, so what it would be, would be you'd just be Lois Lane. You'd all, all be playing Lois Lane. Um... And yeah, you're just investigating like all the superhero villains with like, you know, reporting skills as opposed to shooting lasers out of your eyes.
0: See, I do like that. is Is like being the the one the one guy at the press conference that's asking Bruce Wayne, like, "Hey, w- when the bad guy arrived, you disappeared. Is there something you want to tell us? Like, did you know this was going to happen?" I mean, to be fair, if
2: a bad guy appeared, I would probably disappear. Like, if the Joker walked in, I would probably leave the room.
0: But he disappears every time. Does he know these things are going to happen? Is this some sort of insurance scam? Is
2: Bruce Wayne the Joker?
0: <laughs> that's that's the real question we need to investigate with this Mutants and Masterminds game. Yeah,
2: you are trying to investigate whether Bruce Wayne is the Joker. Fills into my general desire for a working-class Batman.
1: Like, he doesn't have infinite money, but what he does have is, like, a wrench. he could recruit the all The thing of is, people. I
0: think a working-class Batman, so a working-class person whose parents are killed and is raised by a family friend and then goes around beating people up, generally that's just referred to as a thug is the problem.
2: No, because he's wearing a bat
1: suit is the difference.
0: A weird thug.
1: I mean, that's
0: that's all most superheroes are. Yeah, they're just attractive or rich, so that so people are like, oh yeah. What I'm saying is, I'm kind of on J. Jonah Jameson's side.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, fist. Blob. And you can't just go
0: around beating people up because you're wearing a weird costume.
2: Yeah, um, you will get bonus content if you send us pictures of spy- photos of Spider Man. <laughs> They do have to be actual photos of actual Spider-Man. Mm. Um, yeah, so if we discount... So yeah, glossing over the fact that mod paper is in fact J. Jonah Jameson in disguise, as we all saw coming. Like, I guess like, you know, you're tracking down, you know, Wayne Corp and they're like, ah, oh, they sure are funding a lot of money
1: into bat-themed assault weapons. That seems odd.
0: I quite like the idea of a game that's almost, like, if you're ru- you're running a Mutants and Masterminds game, but you have a second game group mm. who are investigating and trying to find out the secret identities of all of these superheroes. Yeah. Because the problem with doing it with stuff like Batman
2: is everyone knows who Batman is. Yeah.
0: But if it's made-up superheroes, mm. then they've got Se- secret identities that no one outside of your game group knows I like the idea of,
2: of a murder mystery so you go to like a party um, with a bunch of like presumably rich people mm-hmm. and then one of them gets laser eyed and you need to determine who did it and by extension which of these people is famous superhero I Laser man's secret identity I Laser man did not think very hard before coming up with name.
0: See, I thought that Eye Laser Man was going to be a villain, but you're suggesting that the person that got eye lasered at the party, in according to some logic, would deserve to be eye lasered.
2: I mean, that would be the other, be the other thing is why has Eye Laser Man turned evil? Has Eye Laser Man turned evil? And also, who is Eye Laser Man? And I see he do all this without getting eye lasered.
0: Yeah, maybe Eye Laser Man was a hero. And then I lasered this guy that everyone thought was great. Yeah. And as as you're digging, you find out that this guy actually wasn't that great, and Hmm. eye-laser man is still a hero.
2: You can have, like, multiple twists and turns over was eye-laser man a good guy, or has eye-laser man snapped? Did eye-laser man tweet problematic things the day before the attack? We don't know.
0: We don't know because we don't know who Man is. We need to find out his secret identity so we can find his social media.
2: Any one of these tweets could have been sent by Man.
0: If we find Man's Tumblr, we will know who he has called out.
2: You are a group of um, detectives investigating Superman in order to
1: cancel him.
0: You say detectives. I say very committed bread tubers. <laughs> to be fair, I do like bread tubers,
1: but also
2: you're very committed bread tubers, and you need to check if Superman is problematic. Is sure an idea.
0: Well, like I said, you need to find I Laser Man's Tumblr. Yeah, I Laser so, so you can check what tags he follows, I guess.
2: Yeah. I laser man who bears no resemblance to any existing superheroes. Um, yeah, the alternative thing, going back to the original idea, rather than this, rather than this murder mystery, which has turned into like a critique of Twitter activism. <laughs> now I forgot i are going to say what a murder mystery which turned into a critique of uh, Twitter activism because I would like to be cancelled too, apparently.
0: But the the actual idea. Where you play the love interests who are presumably completely mundane and have been kidnapped. Yeah. I also quite like as an origin story. Hmm. Well, you get kidnapped, you escape, and you go, Okay, we need to train up and become super good at punching and kicking. Mm. So we can take down villains because the heroes aren't always going to save us. Okay,
2: you're kidnapped. But due to budget constraints, you're held in a gym. (laughs) <laughs> and so you need to work out as much as possible before the um, villain returns.
0: So does this have, like, a time lim- limit on it? Like, there's a there's a 10 candles aspect to it. Yeah,
2: it's like, yeah, you know, each round you can either eat, re- rest to sort of keep your morale up, or get, get hench. And you need to sort of, like, govern your time.
0: These are the three actions.
2: Yeah. You can possibly put in more, but, like... Yeah, so you need to need to govern your time between those. Because obviously, you know, you don't want to burn out or starve to death.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: also you want to be really strong for when the um when the supervillains arrive.
0: But you also need to be w- well-rested when the supervillains arrive. Yeah, otherwise
2: you'll just be tired. If you've,
0: if you've just been working out and then the supervillains show up, you're not going to be very good at punching and kicking them.
1: Mm. Yeah, um, like... Yeah, so day
2: one, you're imprisoned in a gym. Day two, you're imprisoned in, like, a weapons training lab. And then day three, you're imprisoned in just a room full of random radioactive materials,
1: and you can try rubbing them on your face to see if they give you superpowers. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like if it's just a
2: gym, yeah, because if it's just a gym, then you can do, like, you can have one action to work out your, like, lower muscles, your legs, and another action to work out your upper body.
0: Roll for leg day. (laughs) Yes,
2: exactly. (laughs) Um, And that way you can choose whether you want to focus on just kicks or just punches or whether you want a more balanced like.
0: Well, if each of you trains one limb, maybe you could hold yourselves together like some sort of human pyramid Voltron.
2: (laughs) You are you are superhero. You are superhero of interest. You've been kidnapped, and your only solution is Muscle Voltron.
0: I mean, I would be afraid of Muscle Voltron.
2: <laughs> I guess yeah. If I opened the door, and there would just like six people, each with like an incredibly muscular limb, or incredibly muscular torso in the middle, or incredibly muscular head on the top, and they just started <laughs> swinging each other. One of you has. One of you is focusing on like. Head muscle exercises.
0: So five of you are there exercising either your limbs or your core. And one person's just there, like, reading classic literature.
2: No, I mean, like, they're lifting things with their eyebrows.
0: (laughs) Tiny little dumbbells.
2: Yeah, they've got tiny little dumbbells on their eyeballs and tongue. It's It's the world's
0: heaviest earrings, the exercises, (laughs) to just stand up.
2: Yeah. It's a very um, well-stocked gym.
0: I mean, if you're there long enough, you're gonna start messing about. Yeah. You just improvise.
1: So yeah, I
2: mean I, this this almost feels like some kind like an um bonus RPG system.
0: Would that be a Patreon bonus RPG system? A Patreon
2: bonus RPG system, which we are now offering to people who spend more than 20 quid um on our Patreon.
0: <laughs> great plug
2: you too can um,
1: become a muscle Voltron <laughs> but yeah you'd have
2: different superhero villains who have like so like one supervillain like you know wears a metal helmet so they're resistant to punches because you just punch the metal helmet but like they don't have a lot of armour like you know on their legs so you can kick them really easily
1: I, I hate
0: when I forget to put on my anti-kick armor.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, super villains
2: dress weirdly.
0: It's like, it's like that, that nightmare where you show up to school with no trousers on. like, Oh, I've shown up to the fight without my leg armor. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah.
2: Like, yeah, the sort of most difficult villain is just like a bundle of legs. So they can kick really easily and they've got nothing to punch.
0: I'm just imagining the Isle of Man flag, but with armour. Yeah. There's a reference none of our non-UK listeners will have to look up.
2: (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this learning experience we gave you.
0: So questions? Hey, I'm Hazel and I present the Bread and Thread podcast with Liz, also known as Paper from Probably Bad. Um, Bread and Thread is a podcast about food history and domestic history and generally social history. We delve into a lot of different things. So, if you'd like to know which country has laws against importing sheep, what cookbook will tell you how to make a great martini and also how to survive a nuclear bomb attack. Uh, or why you are using a fork right now, then come over to Bread and Thread and give us a listen. You can find us on Spotify
1: or wherever else podcasts are. I don't know.
2: Yes. Our first question is from Andromeda Can't Adult. So I don't remember where, but I saw a post about a character that's a sentient hat piloting a mannequin. My sister and I want to try and make it work. So far, all my, my sister and I have come up with is a changing in spell
1: telekinesis. Any other ideas?
0: I mean, I feel like the obvious answer is just an awakened hat.
2: Yeah, with the ability to cast animate objects.
0: Yeah, but I feel like that is the coward's way out. Hmm.
2: If you use magic jar... Um and use a hat for the jar. And then you can just possess uh, the mannequin. This does require the mannequin has a soul, but like, you know. I feel this is a good way to inform your players that all mannequins in your setting are sentient. Like they can't move, but they are all fully sentient.
0: This this is creeping back into last episode.
1: Time is a circle. Or, like, I guess, like, the other way you can do it is, like, you know, magically
2: create a construct that is a mannequin. And then your mind is in the hat and you telepathically send command words to it. Josemi's mannequin might be able to do cool things like shoot acid clouds or make people bleed or go out of control and go on a murderous rampage.
0: I mean... I'm assuming that this is D&D, so it, it yeah. would be kind of weird if the mannequin didn't, at some point, gain magical powers.
2: Yeah. What you need to do is you make a mannequin, but you just make it out of magic items. Which is, I think, a monster in D&D 3rd edition.
0: When you say make it out of magic items, I, I assume you're not just talking sentient armour. Is this going to be, like, staffs for legs and things? Yeah. It's got there was... fingers, but they're just ten different ones of fireball. Yeah.
2: Instead of a head, it's got a potion of healing.
0: <laughs> if it falls over, it spills and it dies. Yeah. Except that it's got a hat that holds in the liquid. It's a waterproof exactly. hat.
2: <laughs> it's a symbiotic relationship.
0: <laughs> okay, so here's my... Sorry? A symbiotic relationship between a magical mannequin and a magical hat is sure something.
2: Yeah. The other idea I just came up with is you're a mimic. And you're a mimic yourself into a little hat. And the mannequin puts the hat on and then you just mimic, like, tentacles down to wrap up the mannequin's arms and legs and you walk around like that.
0: Okay, like a mimic exoskeleton. Yeah. I feel like that would be a lot more obvious to people maybe trying to see if you're an actual person
1: I mean like it doesn't specify
2: that it's like you know hiding that they're a sentient hat piloting a mannequin
0: true I guess it felt implied but maybe maybe that's just my own prejudice
2: I mean like it's the D&D world there's like you know elves and goblins and trolls and stuff going around a meat mannequin isn't like you know I mean, arguably uh, elves and dwarves and trolls are just meat mannequins, you know?
0: Aren't we all just meat mannequins?
2: Yeah. And, like, you can still talk because you just open up the hat in, like, a little friendly mouth.
0: I feel uh, like the posts that this was inspired by must have been about Super Mario Galaxy. Hmm.
2: I, I have never played it, but all I know it is, is canon that uh, Mario is, in fact,
1: just some random person being controlled by a hat.
0: Well, thing is, I think in Super Mario Galaxy, it seems to be that Mario and his hat are both sentient and have similar goals. Yeah. But also the hat can possess things. Hmm. But maybe it's Mario that's the mimic, because he vanishes when the hat possesses something. Yeah.
2: So what it is, is you go up and, like, so you think, okay, so the mannequin's sticky, but the hat is, like, You know, the hat's the mannequin, so I just avoid touching that. then you grab the mannequin, and the mannequin is sticky, and then the mannequin just sort of reaches, like, you know, pours itself around you as the hat falls to the ground.
0: Mario is the exoskeleton. Yeah. By the sentient hat. Yeah. It clearly has the soul of some great and terrible sorcerer inside it.
1: I mean, same. I think, like, the other alternative is if you do want to hide it.
2: So you're the, you're the mimic. You're on top of the mannequin. Instead of wrapping around it, you just send tentacles down through the mannequin so it's on the inside. So people look at it and go, ah, it's just a mannequin wearing a hat. And then the mannequin uh, lunges at them because they don't yeah, realize when, it has Yeah, when muscles. I
0: mentioned the hiding thing, I think I did forget about clothes Yes, well. you could,
2: you could also wear clothes. Um, there's a probably bad RPG idea.
1: Put on clothes, show up <laughs> of things as a mannequin. The other alternative
2: is that so you're you're a wizard. Um, you cast um invisibility, mm-hmm. and you just stand behind the mannequin in such a way that your hat, which is magically made so it's still visible, looks like it's on the mannequin's head as you move it with your arms and legs.
0: So you 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 tapered off there a little bit.
2: Um, You're standing behind a mannequin invisibly and you've just got the hat. You can still see the hat because that's invisible. Uh, Sorry, that's been magically made so it is visible. But you're just grabbing its
1: arms and legs and making it do a little dance. I feel the mannequins... Is this like a
0: forced perspective thing where they they assume that the hat's on the mannequin Yeah, even though it's behind it? Like where else would the hat be?
2: Because, like, my assumption is, as as you know, a wizard, uh, you're probably good at magic tricks.
0: So you, you're invisible. Maybe your hat is also invisible, but you cast minor illusion of a hat on top of the mannequin. Yeah, just to make it make sense to people watching.
1: You could. Like, I feel you could do a lot of these with just illusions. Yeah, maybe magically
2: animate a mannequin is the easiest way, but I still prefer my mimic exoskeleton.
0: Well, just just magically animating a mannequin doesn't fulfill the sentient hat controlling it part. I mean, you
2: could be a sentient hat. These, these are weird settings.
0: So you play an awakened hat, which is cast animate on a mannequin. Yes. And just rides around on top like a horse. Yeah. I can see that.
1: Um, I feel like what we need is all of these people in one party. I would enjoy that very much. Yeah.
2: I feel we've answered that question to like a degree beyond what people wanted us to
0: answer. So I, mean, I'm, I was just wondering if you could create some sort of cursed magic item that's... Almost like a phylactery? yeah. Where like when someone puts on the hat, the soul that's within the hat can control it.
2: So I, I just, I just jumped to like, okay, so I make I'm a lich. Uh, I make out my a hat, and then you put the hat on the mannequin. as, like a ha ha, isn't this cute? Uh, and then the hat mannequin just turns into a lich.
0: But it turns into almost like a clone of you because you've both got your soul inside?
1: Yeah.
2: Like what it is is you put on a hat and then the lich like is in your mind but like you're still there so you just have to like form a relationship with this lich that shares your body sometimes.
0: Every time you want to do something or don't want to do something the lich wants you to do, you do have to make a wisdom save.
2: I think if there's like multiple liches in the hat. Um then it's like just a democracy and you all do a vote.
0: Ah, the fabled hat of lich party.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think on lich democracy.
0: Like, is this just a really roundabout way of creating clones?
1: Yeah, roundabout and ineffective way, yes. like okay so it's a hat
2: and you put the hat on and if you do it becomes your phylactery you're yeah. now a lich and anything that else you put the hat on you jump into that body
1: you don't know this until something else puts the hat on
0: you get home after a hard day's work liching, mm. you put your hat on a hat stand now, now you're you a are stand. a sentient hat stand yeah
2: You take the hat off and you immediately the entire atmosphere.
0: Put it on the ground, become the world.
2: This is a very powerful magical item.
0: (laughs) It's also incredibly inconvenient and I feel like that balances it out.
2: It can give you incredible cosmic power um, but at the cost of being really, really annoying. Like my magical sword that is incredibly powerful but won't stop singing Living Levida Loca. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is a bop, though. Yeah,
2: yeah so... Yeah, uh, the hats. Yeah, so you are a powerful lich with a sword singing Living Levida Loca and a hat that will randomly possess hat stands. Um, you've got your mimic and you've got your invisible wizard and you've got your, like, animated mannequin and now you're ready, ready to go fight um, heroes.
0: Perfect. Um, So our second question is anonymous. Um, You asked it on Twitter, but how would your first and current characters get on? I did answer this when I posted it. Um, But basically they would get on great because a little grandma gnome ranger and... A tiefling paladin who kind of is out of Mm -hmm. their depth. I feel like they just go on great adventures together. So my first
2: character was an um highly academic orc who had just graduated orc university. I didn't have much of a personality beyond that. Um my current character is um a conspiracy theorist in like A hunter, not a hunter, a monster of the week setting, who is continuously investigating monsters and runs a podcast, Um, I'm doing, uh, I'm playing what I know. Um, And, yeah, I don't, I think they get on reasonably well, mostly like, would end up posting a lot of photos of Hey, guys, I found an orc. Believe in the supernatural, you fucks. There's vampires everywhere.
0: See, now I'm curious because you're also in a Monster of the Week game that I'm running. Oh, yes, I am. So now I'm curious how your Monster of the Week characters would get along.
2: Okay, so my other Monster of the Week fa- character is um, a crimey McBurgler person who stole a magical artifact and um, wants to like is trying to hide the fact that it's all a magical artifact because supernatural people would like their magical artifact back. But I said magical artifact's really neat. I don't know, I feel like they wouldn't get on because um, my conspiracy theorist would be continuously trying to ask questions about what the magical artifact is and where it came from,
1: and then would possibly end up stabbed. Yeah, I think they'll probably get to fisticuffs by fisticuffs I've been shooting.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you say stabbed, but your character in my game is more guns than knives.
2: Yeah. I feel like my character, given they do are in the UK,
1: possibly needs to stop shooting at things. But, you know.
0: I mean, you've shot very little so far. I,
2: that is true. I need to work on this.
0: Although possibly not. In this arc, because you're you are hunting a kelpie, and I'm not sure how well that would go for you. Uh,
2: Every uh, for every new patron, I will shoot someone in Papers Campaign.
1: You won't have any way of verifying this, but I am. I will shoot a random NPC.
0: Is this is this what's going to happen when I bring back Nigel?
2: (laughs) Yeah, Nigel is the NPC we've inexplicably decided we hated.
0: You've decided you hate him But also slightly adopted him as a campaign mascot Yeah
1: Which considering
0: he showed up for about 10 minutes In one In one session
2: Look, the primary trait of mascots is that they're horrifying And everyone wants to punch them in the face
0: I mean, I can't argue with that
1: You know the whole point of a man, of a mascot is,
2: hi, um, cheer for our sports team or the mascot will get you.
0: I, I had always wondered what they were there for. I'm, I'm glad to have that clarified. Yeah, like,
2: so you're sat there and they're like, hey, do you like sport? You're like, no, no, not really. And then they released the mascot into the, um, into the stands. And so you start cheering because
1: you don't want the mascot to wear your skin. And I
0: was always slightly creeped out by mascots as a child. Maybe Mm. I was correct.
2: Yeah. Like, I have a very strong and canny Valley sort of, like, reflex. So. Hello, person honking on our podcast.
0: (laughs) Apologies for the fact I live on an A road.
2: (laughs) Thank you for your contribution. But, yes, anyway, my point is mascots are horrifying. Um... I don't know how I got to this point.
0: Um, maybe that means that we should end the episode.
2: But I want to but like I want another two-hour rant about mascots. So the other thing I hate about mascots
1: is the voices.
0: I've never met one with a voice. Anyway, um yes. I
2: can hear them.
0: We we <laughs> We have a Patreon! Um, Which is probably bad RPG ideas. If you want access to a Discord server where we play one shots based on stuff from the podcast and we do put that audio up on Patreon for free. We've just started doing that. Um, If you want bonus episodes, if you want a homebrew, if you want weird short RPGs that Pencil and our editor Nick make then go go there and give us some money, please. Um, If you have an idea or a question, you can contact us on Twitter at BadProbably, on Tumblr at ProbablyBadRPGideas, or email probablybadpodcast at gmail.com. That's a lot of information. Thank you. Remember to have a probably bad probably bad day.